Jason, thanks for joining us today. Hey, Chris, how you doing? I'm doing all right. How yeah, are you, man? I'm doing okay. Doing yeah, okay. I mean, we're uh, cruising through the summer, right? And it's it's Time hot. It's flying. It's hot. Yeah. It is hot. Yeah. I know the kids have been enjoying the pool. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nice. It's just it's one of the it's definitely that hot. We got a pool at our house. You do? Yeah, we did. Just this weekend. Nice. Congrats. Yeah, yeah. we carried it around the house, put it on the deck. <laughs> put six inches of water in it. Yeah. And the kids loved it, didn't they? <laughs> the little ones. The teenagers. Yeah, ah, they yeah, don't care. not so much. <laughs> you just hose them down with a yeah. hose. But we had both of the uh, Donna had both of the babies in the little kitty pool the other day. And, oh, that's awesome. Uh, cute little pictures and stuff like that. And oh, that's cool. And the dog's just not sure about it. Right. Like you know, we just like, adopted a dog recently, and yeah, and uh, we're like, oh, I bet, I bet she jumps in, and right, yeah, she's kind of like, I don't know, I don't, I'm I don't, not yeah, sure, not sure what to yeah. make of that, yeah. So she's learned to you know drink out of it a little bit. I was gonna say that's it looks, about it. Looks like a huge water bowl, yeah. <laughs> so. Except that there's people in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> does your pool act like a huge water bowl? Uh, oh, it totally does. Yeah, it totally does. Uh, <laughs> I try to keep them. Out of the pool, though. I don't want yes. the dogs in the pool. So because yeah, you got you got furry ones. Yeah, that and nails do bad things for liners. Oh yeah, so, I bet. So. Yes, I bet. So, so. well, well, happy summer, man. Yes, yeah, same to you. It's good and stuff. So, what are we doing today? Well, one, we've got a really cool interview coming up here in a little bit. I know. Um, I'm excited about that with a, with a friend of ours from Savannah, Georgia, that we affectionately call. Donut, Donut Tom. Tom. And uh, we'll tell you a little bit more about Tom later. But right. um, first off, we want to just talk about a, a quick leadership tool. Yeah. Um, a phrase that we've used a lot on the podcast mm-hmm. of what's it like to be on the other side of me? Yes. You know, that, that that is a question that we as leaders need to be <clears throat> sure and ask. That what's it like being on the other side of the table from Jason Kemp? Right. From Chris Wood, mm-hmm. from, you know, whoever you are listening, you know, of, do you take the moment to be self aware? And be intentional about, you know, looking at yourself as a leader. Um, you know, I mean, the, I guess the analogy would be like when you wake up in the morning, you know, you, you get cleaned up, you get showered, you brush your teeth, you know, you get dressed. Mm-hmm. And in those moments, you're being intentional right. about what you have coming down the road, right? Right. I mean, I've got a certain pair of shorts and a couple of certain shirts mm-hmm. <laughs> that those are my weekend I'm going to work in the yard shirts and right. shorts, you know, mm-hmm. I don't really wear those anywhere else, you know? And so on certain days of the week, I'm much more intentional with what I put on, <laughs> you know, I'm going to work, I got a meeting or, you know, this is just right. Right. Totally. Yeah. And so we look at ourselves in the mirror and we think, all right, what do I need for the day? And so the question behind being, um, a leader is very similar that we're holding up a mirror to ourselves to be intentional of what's it like being on the other side of me? Mm-hmm. Okay, and there's three things that we need to look at. Uh, kind of a, if you want to think of them as like a, uh, kind of a pendulum swinging. Of the first is from reactive to proactive. Okay. Okay. So reactive just means we're we're just kind of being, um, you know, go by the moment. So whatever happens at 10 a.m. is what I'm working on at 11 a.m. And mm-hmm. then whatever comes down the road at seven o'clock at night probably dictates what I'm going to be doing before bed. You know, mm-hmm. that just being reactive to the situation, to those around us, and we're not really being proactive, which is mean thinking through, all right, what needs to be done today? Right. You know, I, I was looking at a, a day planner not long ago where one of the pages just said, um, like, <laughs> I love the language on it. It's like the first box on the page was, what is the most important thing I need to get done today? Mm-hmm. One thing. One thing. And then the next box was other things I may or may not do. 
(laughs) (laughs) And I was like, okay, you know, to look at the day and say, here's the absolute one thing that I must get get done done today. What's the most important thing? And then everything else, there's a little bit of freedom on, Mm -hmm. you know? And so how are we being proactive? Right. Are we just reacting to the situation, the people, the circumstances around us, mm-hmm. or are we truly being proactive in in what we're doing as a leader? Mm-hmm. When we think about people, how we lead people, um, how we just sculpture our day, and things like that. So the next pendulum that we need to look at from you know swinging one the other one way or the other is accidental versus intentional. Mm-hmm. So accidental is similar to reactive that you're just kind of like you know at the end of the day going, oh man, I I did get a win with that employee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that 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 turned out pretty good. You know, right. blind squirrel catches a nut every once in a while. You right. Know? <laughs> <laughs> you know that that is accidental. But we're just kind of going through the day, going through life, and you know, going through the business. And in the midst of it, somebody pops in our office. We have a conversation. They walk away, and we go, "Oh man, that that actually worked. Right. That might have actually been in you know impactful on their end, or right. that really helped me." And so, how can we be intentional interactions? In the relationships, in the conversations, in the tasks that we do, how do we be intentional in those ways? And, you know, I, you and I are just talking about this for me personally, and I'm going to tattletale on myself somewhat. Like, I know there's times in business that people just get so inundated with things, right? With different right. tasks or different things coming at them. It's kind of hard to stay up on making sure you're intentional with that. Because I know the other day I just happened to be bumped into this where I was trying to help um, uh, one of my guys that was helping me and I completely walked away and didn't help him at all. And I had to go back and apologize because I was like, I'm sorry, I just had too much on my mind and I I meant to help you with this and I apologize that I didn't. You know what I mean? Because I felt bad that I had not done what I was trying to do while I was talking to him right? and right. completely sidetracked it. And to the point where I um, I prepped and started to get ready to do it and and opened boxes to make sure it could make it happen and then completely got sidetracked and right. walked away from it. So, But I'm sure in that instance, there were still some <clears throat> things that accidentally took place. Yes. And yeah. And so the, your apology was more in the I wanted to be more intentional. Right. More yeah. act, yeah. More intentional and better focused. Right. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. And we have moments. Right. I mean, we're not, yeah. Right. This I mean, is, this is a, I love this tool because I think, you know, like you said, it's a very much about being intentional and because these things are important. Do, yeah. You know, making sure that we're intentional with our time and intentional with the people that are around us that are helping us. Right. It's right. It's huge. Yeah. I mean... And we're going to, you know, as leaders, we're, you know, in the morning, we're going to get ready and we're going to put some, you know, put clothes on and we're going to walk downstairs and our spouse is going to go, are you really going to wear that? Right. <laughs> <laughs> those, those don't match. Yeah. You know, we're, we're going to have those moments. Yeah. And so how do we get back on track? How do we uh, not just slip into that accidental reactive mode and just like, I, I, I just can't, I just, you know, right. um, I, how do we get back to the other side of that? Right. So, yeah. So the other, the other pendulum. Um, thing that we need to compare is are we inconsistent or are we consistent? Which is kind of what mm-hmm. you were just mentioning a minute ago of, you know, we we want to show up. We want to be consistent. Right. Yeah. We want to make that difference each yeah. day with yeah. that one thing, if that's the only thing that we do for that day. Right. Whether that's a specific, um, um, I'm trying to think, uh, oh, like um, 
like with the uncommons, you know, we talked about this on the podcast, uh, I mm-hmm. think it was last week, right? Of, um, you know, bringing on help that we need to have a consistent presence mm-hmm. in uh, promoting on social media, you know, developing right. a brand, developing, you know, the buzz around the name and to be consistent in, in showing up, uh, that required bringing some help on. Right. That was something that, that I could not do. I wanted to be intentional. Mm-hmm. I was being very intentional, right. but I was being very reactive going, well, I can't do that today. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow's fine. Right. <laughs> you know, and so that inconsistency doesn't accomplish the goals that, that we want to get to. And so right. uh, being consistent and just showing up, you know, uh, being present in that. Right. And so, um, so what, you know, if we look at, if we look at ourselves in this leadership mirror, and we find that we're being more reactive, accidental, or inconsistent in our leadership, right? Mm-hmm. The, the side we don't want to be on, right? Right. Um, what What is the effect of our leadership if that is is true? You know, I th- I think that if you are in that, you're not um, you're not effective. You're not as effective, I think, as you can be. Um, I think that's right. what I struggle with um, sometimes. It's like. Um, you feel like you can accomplish more or do more if you're mm-hmm. more intentional, more focused, yeah. more proactive. Um, I think there's days where you kind of have sometimes it falls to that side because what you started to be proactive with isn't going to work. Right. Right. But there's some of that too. But I think as much as you can possibly focus on being proactive and staying ahead of it, I think mm-hmm. you are more and being intentional, you are more effective. Right. Don't right. you agree? That that is where influence comes in, right? Right. You know, when you're when you're just reactive and accidental and inconsistent, you're you're diminishing your influence. Right. You know, and and you know, and like you said, even if you're being proactive and uh, <laughs> you step in it, you do the wrong thing. Right. You know, being responsive in that moment and saying, "Hey, I'm sorry, we're we're going we have to go a different direction." Mm-hmm. You're still showing that you're proactive. You're being intentional about your steps. You're not just, you know, "Hey, I I screwed up." <laughs> Mm-hmm. Because I was just fighting fires, right. you know. You're you're still showing proactive, intentional, consistent leadership in the business. So even if you make a wrong step, right, the people following go, oh wow, look at that, right. You know, we see we see how to make course course corrections, right, and you know, and things like that. And so, yeah, if we're if we're not being these things, we're we're viewed as hypocritical. Mm-hmm. We're viewed as you know, you why why would I why would I let you speak into my life? Right. You know. Yep. Where there is no influence there. So mm-hmm. um, these are great great things to to look at. Right. And I completely so, agree. Um, you know, and just, definitely keeping on like there's so many of these tools. I'll be honest with you, Jason. Like we go through all these tools, and I always appreciate that we do because it helps me go. Oh yeah, I need to come back and take a look at that. Yeah. You know, and take a minute like. And make mm-hmm. sure that I'm I'm using that effectively so that I'm right. Um, and I think I get more out of this podcast because of that. You know, <laughs> yeah. like I mean, I love talking to people right. too, right? Because they're it's always neat to hear their journeys and stuff like that. But yeah, it also is so helpful when you're talking to other leaders who are doing right. these things and how effective and how amazing it is to be effective and all the blessings that come with that as well. Right. 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 So yeah, I think. Um, you're not a golfer, right? Uh, not not yet. I'm supposed not to, yet. I'm supposed to be picking that up at some point. Aspirational golfer, right? right. Um, you know, one of the things you know when when you play golf is 
um, there's all these swing thoughts. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, my feet in the right place? Are my knees bent? Am I, do I have the right posture? Are my shoulders square? Am I gripping the club properly? Do I have the right tension? And that's before you even start the swing. Right. You know, there's and a right. hundred others that right. run through your mind. What's the wind? What's the distance? You know, you have five million things. And so as leaders, it's kind of similar that we have these leadership thoughts of, mm-hmm. you know, thinking in the morning, you know, being intentional of, okay, what's it going to be like to be on the other side of me today? Am I being mm-hmm. proactive, intentional, and consistent? Mm-hmm. Am I showing up regularly in the lives of the people around me? Yeah. And so, I love yeah, that. it's good stuff, man. It is. And uh, man, the next step, I mean, one, you look at yourself in the mirror. Two, the next step is asking other people, hey, what's right. it like being on the other side of me? Right. Do you feel like I'm being proactive? Yeah. Do you feel like I'm being intentional? Am right. I consistent? Yeah. And, and what do you think I could change? Ooh. The, those, are, those are some heavy questions. They are. Man, you got to be willing to hear the feedback. Oh, yes. You got to be, and you got to be willing to accept it. Accept it and for what make it some is. transformation in your life. Right. I mean, and And mind you, like, um, I encourage people to do that for sure. I think that at some level you do need to be careful with who you're asking those questions to mm-hmm. and make sure that they oh, have yeah. your best trusted. Heart, your, yeah. Yeah. Your, your yeah. best interest as well. Right. But man, if you're walking into a business meeting mm-hmm. and you just finished lunch mm-hmm. and you dripped a little something yeah. on your shirt and it's still there <laughs> and somebody catches you and go, Hey, you got a little something on your shirt. Mm hmm. And you just think, man, that just saved me. I was about to go into this meeting with this bleh on my shirt. Right. <laughs> so true. That's what this question does for us. Right. What is it like to be leading? You know, what's mm-hmm. what's going on? What what do I need to fix? So, mm-hmm. Cool stuff, man. Yeah. I want, I, I'm so glad we touched on this topic today because okay. uh, I feel like Tom, who we're going to talk with here yeah. shortly, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. I feel like you. he is very intentional. Oh, man. And has... Yes has very has done an excellent job of trying to be intentional with his time and who he is and what he's doing. Right. Right. I mean, is this truly aspirational? Like from yeah. my perspective. And yeah. like um he is he is walking a slow walk and he recognizes that. And mm-hmm. I'm super excited to be able to share this with everybody on the podcast because it is completely different at some level. It's a little countercultural in the business world. It, yeah, yeah. To to take this pace. Yeah, and I think it's I think it's admirable. Yes, I agree. Hundred percent. I agree. Yeah. And I, do I think it's for everybody? Probably not. Right. But right. I love the fact that he is so focused on being uh, consistent and being consistent, showing up. Yes. In the lives of dads. And we don't want to give any more information. I know because I've already gone too deep, I know. but yeah. I'm s- let's go, let's yeah. go jump into so, this. Yeah. So we're going to interview Tom Neary, um, affectionately known as donut Tom around donut here. Tom. Um, he was in a cohort with Chris and I during the pandemic. Sure, yep. I mean, it's been a we little while. We started it right there yeah. at the beginning of the pandemic. And, you know, where we talked about um, uh, the the blending of uh, the marketplace, business, and faith. Mm-hmm. And Tom has an incredible story. He's in Savannah, Georgia, yep. um, and uh, is starting a business called Dad's Donut House. Mm-hmm. And somehow donuts and fatherhood relate. Right. So let's jump over and find out more. Sounds good. Hey, Tom, thanks for joining us today. <laughs> hey, thanks so much. Glad to Welcome, be here. man. Glad to have you. Yes, we're yeah. super excited to talk with you today. And I don't, actually, you're our first 
um, interview that we've done via video. So this is completely new for me too. I'm not. I'm still getting used to this. Oh, we you normally have, me up there. I would have sat with you. You know what? I would have loved to sat and had a donut with you. <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't have brought you here. We would have gone. We would have come to yeah. see you. <laughs> so let's let's talk about um, let's let's um, we know where you're at right now. We'll get there. Um, give us some background information on Tom. Sure. Um, yeah, I grew up um, in Central New York, uh, south of Rochester. I uh, grew up. Uh, my parents. We lived on. Uh, we lived out in the middle of nowhere, and um, so you would have thought like I would uh, like have a farm and all that stuff. Um, but my mom killed my duck when I was a kid. Oh and, no! Yeah, I ran it over with the car, um, <laughs> and that sent me on a different direction. And, <laughs> I can see where that would be a problematic. <laughs> right, game over. Um, so never got into that stuff uh, while we were living in the middle of nowhere, and. Um, we ended up moving so that I could be in a, um, a, a better school and uh, left the country. And um, yeah, it's uh, it's been a wild journey um, yeah. going from the middle of basically the middle of nowhere to now where we live in a city. Uh, yeah. So and, you live now where? We live in Savannah, Georgia. Okay. So, yeah, it is, Savannah is amazing because it's like the oldest small town city um, mm-hmm. in the country. Um, it's so unique um, and, and we love it. So we get sort of that country feel every once in a while. Um, but the beauty of the trees and everything that's out here. That's awesome. But Savannah is not necessarily small. How, I was going to say, yeah. It's still a pretty good sized metro, right? It is. Um, so, yes, but they've also done a lot to make sure that it stays old looking. Um, they have so many regulations and things that, um, Mm -hmm. don't allow it. They don't have skyscrapers. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, they don't have, um, like it, it really is just that old, beautiful old town, old city, um, feel. And they're really keeping it that way. So that's been cool. Very cool. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your family and. Yeah. So, um, my wife and I met when we were in college, um, I had to, she had to convince me to date her um, and that was cool. And um, I was trying to not date anybody. I had kind of done a lot of, um, a lot of that. And so I was like, all right, I'm done. And it's always, it's always at that moment when you realize like, oh, here's the right one. Yeah. Right. When right. You say I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm done right. trying. Boom. There's the right one. Um, and so, yeah, we've been married now. It'll, it'll be, uh, it was 16 years. Um, Congratulations. Just, yeah. Congrats. So, yep. 16 years. We have four kids. Um, we've lived in South Dakota. We lived in Buffalo, New York. Um, we lived in, um, New Brunswick, Canada. And now here we are in the beautiful warm South, uh, here in Savannah. So emphasis on warm today. I'm right. Sure. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's supposed to be a hundred tomorrow. <laughs> oh man. So, oh, wow. Yeah, Do you upper guys have humidity. There's a lot of humidity. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. I will trade two months of hot weather for five months of will it snow and how much are we going to get? So, yeah. yeah. So, okay. So, you had kids, done doing the family thing. So, you're a busy guy. So, bring yeah. us along with the business uh, conception to and, and some of the things that you've done in the midst of it. 
to get you yeah. to to down the road of even entertaining starting a business. Yep. So um, I never thought I would uh, we would do a business at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a pastor for ten years, and um, I thought I would do that for the rest of my life, um, working with middle school and high school students. Um, but the thing that I kept seeing while I was working with the students and their families was um, the importance of a father and um, the difference that a dad makes uh, in the lives of the kids that I was serving. And so we had this um, opportunity to um, look at our lives and say, all right, what do we want to do with the rest of our lives? And uh, we were kind of all those, um, everything was kind of coming to a a point. And we were like, um, I think we want to do something about that. Um, How can we help um, inspire fathers to be present in the lives of their families um, is really what came out of it. Hmm. And so, um, so yeah, we, um, we had for, I think it was seven years before that point, um, I had been taking my kids, um, to get donuts every week. Um, and every week we get donuts every week we would take a picture. Um, and it started out of necessity because my wife had a job and, um, she needed to work one day. And, um, and so I, that meant I had the kids and I didn't grow up with a dad who, um, like would on a whim, take me out and we would go get a snack or, uh, we would go do something fun or, you know, even go and work together. Um, it was like, it was, it was always business. Like, Hey, we have to do this. So you have to come with me. <laughs> and, uh, and so having an entire day with my kids, I was like, I don't know what to do. And, uh, and so, yeah, we started with donuts cause I figured I want donuts and, <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, I got them sugared and then we went to the library um, and then we go from the library. Oftentimes we go to like a park um, and either go on the trails or, um, you know, go find something else that we could do that was uh, free and fun. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and so, yeah, out of that came, um, we, I would post a picture every week um, of me and the kids or just the kids. And um, and people would say, hey, you know, I'm going to do that. And it really inspired some people to do what we were doing. And um, I kind of caught this vision for maybe we could, maybe we could do this, um, and help inspire other people to do the same thing. Other dads to do the same thing with their kids. So, Can I ask a quick question. The, yeah. when you said that you went to a transition time where you were trying to figure out what you wanted about to do about the future and not some things that you wanted to change, was yeah. that, was that a, a job shift or was that just one of those moments in time where you and your wife were like, Hey what do we want our future to look like? Or, you know, kind of those kind of questions. Like, it sounds like that all came up. And I'm just curious to know if there was an outside thing that affected that shift. Yep. Yeah. So there was, it was a job change. Um, so I had been working in a church um, and they um, sat me down and, well, they had been saying, work yourself out of a job and we'll promote you. Um, and so I did, I lined up people to do um, different aspects of the ministry. And then um, when it came time for the promotion, um, they go, well, we actually don't have any spot for you. And oh, wow. uh, yeah. And so I took that as you could take this two ways. You can take it um, as, you know, I'm terrible or you can take it as I think I think there might be something more for us somewhere else. Yeah. Um, 
And we have been kind of getting those feelings like there might be something more um, that mm-hmm. we need to do with our lives than um, just just being a youth pastor. Um, you mm-hmm. know, like I mentioned, those those thoughts of I think we can help more people if we would do something different. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were very real and and very much there. And That's so, awesome. Yeah, yeah. It was really. Are we gonna? What are we gonna do? We have this blank canvas in front right. of us. So. Um, I don't. I didn't want to shift your story, but when you're, you're go, let's go back to the pictures of the weekly pictures at the donut shop. So that became yeah. a, a point of. So you started posting pictures on like social media or something. Yep. Yeah. So we would post them um, mm-hmm. on Facebook every week, um, and yeah, people started doing the same thing, and um, one thing led to another. And we were like, all right, if we're gonna. Looking back, because a lot of people tell you, what is your, and this, a good friend told me this, he said, what does your past tell you about your future? Um, and he's like, what do you, what did you enjoy about what you've done so far? And I was like, man, I loved inspiring people. Uh, and I love eating donuts with my kids. Um, I think that's, I think there's something to it. And also I was leading, um, I was leading a small group of dads. Um, so we had a small group together uh, of dads that we would get together every week. And our whole thing was, um, we want to be better, um, uh, better husbands, um, and better fathers. And I think we said better sons, um, because we were in a church and we understand um, that life is so much better lived um, when you have a relationship with your heavenly father. And mm-hmm. so we were all about that. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Yep. So did the, did the donut venue, um, was that a place where you were able to hold that small group there as well? Or does it, that just, that was just part of your family stuff. And then, then you started. Yeah. This was all pre pre donuts. Okay. Okay. Yep. All right. Yep. So this is out, a where we just pre- ate donuts and hung out with people. Okay. So this is all <laughs> the pre this preliminary stuff. So you're yep. got to that point. So now what made you, so what's the, what was the initial steps of, Hey, I think we need to combine these two. Um, yeah, so um, so it really came down to um, we were feeling those those nudges of figuring out what's next um, and understanding that um, we had been in ministry uh, for 10 years um, working as a youth pastor um, and kind of getting the the, the idea that um, just like there was something more for business, like um, that God wanted to use our ministry in a different way. Um, we had been working with a guy who um, was sold on one model of church, um, just one way of doing church. Um, and he loved um, videos and you, you send a video to everybody in your church and they watch it um, and they're supposed to grow together. And um, you, he said he would he'd be like, you can't go into a, a community without knowing anybody and open up a church. Um, it was very much against that. And I'm kind of a rebel. And so I think that was um, something that was used um, to kind of inspire this rebellious, like, watch God work. Right. Uh, let's see <laughs> what that. he's going to do. Because... Um, they call it a parachute drop um, mm-hmm. where you don't know anybody. Um, you just drop in and you plant a church and you watch God work. Um, it requires a lot of faith. 
Um, and along the journey, we had a couple of people that randomly reminded us um, in, in different ways how God had given us and blessed us with a lot of faith um, to do things like this, um, to play the long game. Um, because I remember I have him in the back of my head. Um, I used to listen to like entree leadership, um, Dave yeah, Ramsey, yeah. Dave Ramsey. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, he would say, well, if, if it isn't profitable after four months, what are you doing? And, um, and I think about our journey and like the donuts were not profitable yet. Um, we have pockets of profitability, but <laughs> we aren't open yet. Um, yeah. and so it's, it's taking, um, taking the steps to get where we need to be and, and being willing to play the long game, um, uh, yeah. versus that, um, that, well, it didn't happen in four months. Well, I guess we're out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. You know, it takes that long faith, um, to, to keep going. So, cause we were, like I said, I have, we haven't really talked about this, but we were in Buffalo. And so, uh, oh. this, all this was happening in Buffalo, all these okay. thoughts, thing. um, and then, um, we, uh, we knew that our time in Buffalo was up. We weren't sure where we were going. And so um, we actually made a, we looked at a map and we were like, okay, we're gonna go to anywhere but Florida and Michigan. We said, Florida's too hot, um, which is <laughs> ironic because there's so many times where Florida is hotter than Savannah, um, mm. but don't tell my wife. And um, it's all about perceptions. And, um, <laughs> and Michigan. Um, there's, we're part of the Wesleyan church. Um, and there are so many Wesleyan churches in Michigan. Um, we said, we are not going to go there. Um, we're going to, we're going to go somewhere else, somewhere that didn't have a Wesleyan church. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, and we didn't know this at the time, but apparently John Wesley had a really, um, crazy month or not month year here in Savannah. Really? Um, yeah. We get here and there's like monuments to John Wesley. Um, and <laughs> I, I apparently had missed that stuff in the history classes. Right. Um, <laughs> I've, I've really just been like, okay, I just need to follow Jesus. And, um, and I missed, I missed that about him being here, but it's cool because he was here for a year and it was one of his, it was the hardest um, year in ministry that he had. And then mm. on the way back over to England, um, because he essentially failed and, um, on the way back over is where God really moved in his heart. And we now have, um, the, the Wesleyan church and, um, and what God has, has done, um, all over the world through that. So, wow. Hmm. Yeah, man, that's, that's cool. So, yeah. I, you know, I share being a pastor with you and I, you know, identify with your faith journey and absolutely, absolutely love that. I want to I want to explore a little bit from professional donut eater to, hey, we could bake these out of our home and then um, you know tell us about the progression of business and um, yeah. you know kind of kind of the initiation of uh, you're calling it Dad's Donut House, right? Yep. Okay, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So the first time we made donuts, um, it snowed seven feet in Buffalo, and oh, um, and uh, I literally started this. Um, uh, go find me. It was called send the nearest to a warm place. <laughs> um, that was all foreshadowing because none of this, none of this was in the works. Um, oh, that's unbelievable. <laughs> but yeah, that was the first time we made donuts together, um, as a family. And, um, and then, yeah, we, we had the idea, um, 
Now, we are of the belief that you can find anything on YouTube, um, mm-hmm. and you can find anything you want on the internet. Um, and so, like, we're not professional bakers. Uh, we never, we never went to culinary school and learned how to bake. <laughs> um, we learned how to eat good donuts. So mm-hmm. I knew what we were looking for. Right. There's half um, the battle. <laughs> half of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my wife's an incredible baker. Um, just like she can make anything. Um, and so um, we grabbed a recipe offline uh, and we tried it. And then we grabbed a different one and we tried it. Um, and we've tweaked, we made little tweaks um, here and there along the way um, because there really isn't anything new about donuts. Um, <laughs> Hmm. A donut is a donut, and so um, yeah, we're 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 not out to you know break the mold. <laughs> we just right. want to make really good donuts. Right. Um, and so yeah, once we figured out uh, figured out which donut recipe we liked, um, the next step was um, we actually uh, we did a wedding. We gave uh, we did donuts for a wedding. It was our first hmm. thing that we ever got paid for, um, which was pretty cool. Um, we were here in Savannah and we, um, yeah, the lady, I was working at Starbucks at the time. Um, cause being a pastor, this was a big thing for me being a pastor. Um, I didn't have the rhythms that you should have to work in a shop. Um, you know, mm. my rhythms were, uh, you know, pray and talk with people <laughs> and <laughs> prepare for, prepare for one day. Um, when you're in a donut shop, it's every day. Um, that you're preparing. And right. so um, I wanted something to teach me um, how do I do the, the rhythms of the day. And so I actually started um, in Buffalo working at Starbucks. Um, and then I moved down here to Savannah and worked at Starbucks. And um, and that really, the, those days um, really helped me learn how to talk to people again. Um, because in the church, you learn one way to talk to people. Um, and it's more like talking at them um and when you're in a business when you're in the community um, you have to be able to listen and um and that's what working at starbucks taught me um, that's awesome. so that was really good so, that's cool. yeah so you guys are currently <laughs> cooking out of your house right yes so we've always had the plan that um, we will have a um, cottage business license um the i shouldn't say this the plan is um, don't buy stuff we can't afford. Um, and if it's God hasn't plan. provided it, um, then, then, um, and it, then we're just, we're going to stay where we are, um, and mm-hmm. wait till we can develop the business more to move forward. That's awesome. Um, so, um, yeah, right before COVID, um, we, uh, to like a month before we bought a, um, food truck. And um, we are just about getting ready um, to, to have that hit the streets. Um, there are so many uh, legal um, permit, all that hoops we got to jump through. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but because when you're preparing food, there's even more hoops to jump through. Yeah. And we aren't pre- preparing donuts. So it's not like yeah. some people, you know, they got the red meat and all that stuff. Right. Um, which is a little right. different. Yeah. The closest thing we have is eggs. Um, because they go in the donut. Um, Please tell me you do like a maple bacon donut, right? Uh, we do. 
I just posted. I just posted that on our uh, on our Instagram. That's awesome. Uh, and that's an Instagram I'm gonna follow now. <laughs> yeah. Dad's Donut House. Nice. nice. So yeah, and we came the so Dad's Donut House. The name um, you're asking kind of where it came from was um, we we loved coffee houses. Mm-hmm. Um, we thought they were cool, um, but really Dad's Donut uh, was taken. So there's a there's a company in or there's a donut shop in California that is Dad's Donuts, really? and, okay. um, and I thought you know maybe they'll maybe they're done and they we could just have their name. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> no. Nope. No. Nope. Nope, they're not done. They still they still making donuts. Um, yeah. I I checked their social media stuff and there wasn't anything there for a while. So I thought, man, maybe they're over. But no, no, no. they're still going. Um, and so, yeah, Dad's Donut House, because um, we, we do want a physical location eventually. Mm-hmm. We want to go from cottage business to food truck to having our own location. Um, so, and it'll be like a family when you come in and when mm-hmm. you gather there. So. Right. so that process sounds like it's it's – so for another business owner that potentially could be listening to this, I mean, I think that's a great avenue is basically what you're saying is is that – when you have the fu- the funds, then you can help move that forward. And it's it's part of that, going back to that conversation that we were having earlier, which was it's the longer game, right? So for somebody who potentially could be feeling like um, they want to start a business or they feel that the prompting to, to start a business, would you encourage them as well to potentially to go this route versus going out and getting a loan? And I'm, I'm curious to know because – curious to know what your thought process is because this is definitely the longer road yeah right i mean i'm sure people have been like well why don't you just go get a loan you can be done with this and start it tomorrow <laughs> right um, i mean yeah so so yeah. T- um, getting a load is getting a loan is never it's never even a thought um, okay it never really was because i don't want um i don't I don't want that weighing over my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we've got to pay this back. We got to do this. Um, the The long game has allowed us to build um, great relationships with people mm-hmm. uh, along the way, and mm-hmm. relationships that would have been potentially skipped. Um, oh. <clears throat> it's allowed. I have a family of four kids, um, mm-hmm. and my youngest is six, um, and I want to, we've said this since the beginning, if we open up a, uh, a donut business that is to inspire fathers to be present in the lives of their families, mm-hmm. but we lose ours in the process, mm-hmm. what have we done? Yeah, um, that's great. We have, we have to be willing to take it slow because um, if, we, if we did get the loan, if we, if we were firing on all cylinders um, and the donut business was flying, um, our family would suffer. Um, mm-hmm. You can, you can be the best businessman, um, and your family suffers at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we're all about um, helping fathers be present in the lives of their families. So, right. um, so if that means we're we take a little bit more time um, while our kids are young, I'm okay with that. Um, <laughs> That's so, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great insight that you guys were able to see that early yeah. on. Yeah. Now I'm curious. Um, 
you know, as we develop businesses, you know, you've, you've talked about the brand of Dad's Donut House. You've talked about the products and kind of, you know, the strategy of moving from cottage to food truck, um, you know, into a physical location. Um, you've sprinkled along the way thoughts around, um, you know, like being present as a dad yourself, um, about listening well, about building relationships. Um, you mentioned kind of an environment, a family environment. So tell us about how you're uh, intentionally trying to sculpt that side of, I mean, for lack of a better term, that side of the brand. But really, that's the heart behind why you even learned to tweak a donut recipe, right? So tell us yep. about how you're intentionally building <clears throat> that aspect. Yep. Um, so some of it won't happen until we um, fully open. But um, the, the plan will be that um, first off, when a, a baby is born and the father um, is there in the hospital, um, we will actually give them um, a free dozen donuts and um, a copy of our story. Um, hmm. Some of the things that I mentioned today um, and the themes definitely that I've mentioned. Um, we want um, them to understand that they they have just received the greatest gift um, that a man can receive uh, mm. in their in their child, mm. and um, and we want to help them uh, understand like this is this is how you do it. You do it every day. Um, uh, you're present with your family. Um, things are going to be hard, and, and and you can come and hang out with us on the weekends or whenever. Uh, <laughs> eat some donuts and re refuel and get back out there, um, and uh, and create that intentional time uh, with you and your kids. Uh, there was a there was a point where I took my kid out and um, we were uh, we were just driving along, and I was asking him. I said, "How come we have a great? How come I feel like we have a great relationship?" And and he says because because we spent the time together that could do things like um, just going for drives and grabbing stuff and, um, and and making sure that we take that time um, to be present in their lives. Um, I thought that was cool because he was really young um, to be able to articulate that was awesome. That is that awesome. is cool. So um, so yeah, when they're when they um, are in the hospital. Um, we want them to know they matter, um, the dads. Mm -hmm. um, I have four kids and um, one hospital, and it was only because we tweaked it this way, we called it the Daddy Bistro, um, That because they had this, um, you could come grab food whenever you wanted. Um, and anybody who was there staying with mom could have, but we we'll, we called it the Daddy Bistro because it was mostly for dads. And, um, and but every everywhere we go, all the nurses and doctors and stuff, um, when it comes time to leave, um, they give mom all this stuff. Um, yeah. You know, way to go, mom! You're you're gonna have uh, you're gonna be great. This is gonna be hard, but here's the here's the stuff to help you through. Mm -hmm. They give mom everything. Um, they gave dad nothing. <laughs> <laughs> or just uh, right. a simple congratulations for not passing out. Right. You know? yeah. <laughs> and there's that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, so, yeah, so we want to, we want to fill that gap. We want to be um, yeah. right there to say, dad, you're again, you have just received the greatest gift. Right. Uh, this is how you steward that gift. Well, uh, and come alongside and help them there. Um, and then when we get into the shop, um, you know, We've really allowed our past to, to help 
guide the future um, for this. Um, we play um, our kids. We play um, football and soccer in the street with our neighbor neighbor kids. Um, there's been many times where kids come to our house and they don't know how to throw a football. Um, they don't know how to um, play basketball, and we teach them. And um, when we get into our shop, I, we want to use that as a space to put on um, a clinic on how to throw a football um, and get dads and kids playing catch together, um, get them, you know, playing board games together or, um, you know, organizing trips to go um, canoeing or um, doing stuff together. Um, it's being adventurous. That's awesome. <laughs> we want to we cultivate adventure um, through the platform that has that we'll create through the donuts, um, so that we can help fathers to be present in the lives of their families. So that is really cool, man. That is cool. I love the fact that there's the plan is awesome, and it's just amazing to even go to the next step of. Um, promoting other stuff outside of the donuts, but of being at a juncture where everybody can see where those things are going on. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that. I mean, how many, how many podcasts are out there today talking about the short game? Like you said, you know, four months, if you're not profitable, what are you doing? And right. thank you for representing the long game that there right. are, there are other values that, that if we focus on right. mean more in the long run than a quick rise to success. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Any aspect of your story that we've skipped over? Um, anything we're missing? Anything else you want to share? Or, or um, maybe, go ahead. Go ahead. Can you give us what what's your game plan moving forward from this point forward? Like, what's your timeline or goal for the next six months? Yeah. Then, so the goal was to be in the um, food truck by now. Okay. Uh, we wanted it to be on Sunday so that we'd have Father's Day weekend in the truck. Um, but uh, ordering and all that shipping and everything yes. didn't didn't happen. So COVID uh, definitely thrown off a lot of things, hasn't it? <laughs> just a couple. <laughs> just a couple. <laughs> uh, so yeah, as quickly as we can. Uh, we've got okay. uh, we've got the hood that goes over the fryer. Um, that's supposed to come uh, today or tomorrow. And getting it in by the weekend um, so that we can keep moving forward. Um, we are currently, like I said, we're selling donuts out of our house mm -hmm. uh, through the cottage license. Um, that was really important because we want to we want to keep building the brand. Um, <clears throat> we want to build the, the reputation in the community um, so that it's real natural when the when the truck is ready. Um, yeah. We're out there. People already know us. Right on. That's awesome. Cool. That, um, there's a couple, there's a food truck force um, down here. And um, as a small um, business owner, we've developed this phrase and we use it. Um, and it, it, for better or worse, we're using it right now. Um, and it's, it, if it's not free, it's not for me. And um, <clears throat> some of that comes with the rebellious, like um, we, we can do this on our own like mm. the, mm -hmm. the there's an, a, the food truck force down here you pay six thousand dollars a year and um you can join their thing and be and go wherever um, right. they go and they promote you 
but um <laughs> but that's a lot of money um, yeah but we don't have that much right. so um yeah donuts will sell themselves um once we once we get going right and, um so yeah we, we've been making some of those choices and it does again like we've been saying it does mean it's going to be a little bit longer right uh, but we're building we're building something how that, many people do you think you've touched so far so just this past Father's Day weekend, um, we made 500 donuts. Holy smokes. Out of yeah. your house. Out of our house. How yeah. many hours did that take? Um, we started at uh, 8.30 in the morning. Yeah. Uh, and we took a break. Uh, we, we did 50 um, before 11. Uh, I shouldn't say that. We started at 9.30. We did 50 before 11. And then um, we took a break till like three o'clock, and then wife and I finished cleaning up at two o'clock in the morning. So, oh my goodness! Yeah, Dang. got a break in there for dinner, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> Holy smokes! <laughs> That's a lot of donuts. Yeah, was, That's a lot of donuts. Yeah. It was will your, cool. will your capacity be greater out of the truck? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. It'll. We have a machine when we get in the truck. Right. Oh uh, wow. So, and, yeah. and what does the house smell like? <laughs> I smell like donuts all the time. One of our neighbors drove by on his bike, and uh, and he, he's like, "I could smell it. It smells so good." <laughs> <laughs> you just need a sign for the front window, like, uh, right. "Is it Krispy Kreme that does the hot, yeah, donuts, the hot donuts now?" Donuts now. Like, yeah, yeah, hot now. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. I'm totally coming oh, down there man. for that. <laughs> man. All right, so I got I got two questions to finish up here, Tom. Sure. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree with you that the whole donuts will sell themselves thing. Um, when we were getting ready to fire up the interview, one of the other guys that works here walked by and we we're like, yeah, we, we've got an interview coming up with Donut Tom. That's kind of been our affectionate that, yeah. you know, that, nickname that, for you. That's how we know And uh, man, his eyes lit up and he's like, Donut Tom, who's that? I need to know him. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think you got a strong brand already, man, right, here in not. Indianapolis even. so. Um, but two questions. One, first what's the signature donut? What's the best one you guys make? What's yeah. So my favorite, um, the one that we've, um, it's kind of the OG, um, is vanilla crumb. Um, so Ooh. it is a, a vanilla glaze, um, that we, we dip the donut into the glaze and then, um, we sprinkle it with a strudel topping. Um, Ooh, and that sounds good. Road trip. right. When are you open? We're coming. Just, you, you guys you ship it up. <laughs> Oh man, oh, that, that sounds, sounds so good. There's nothing like that around here. I I was I don't even think I've ever seen a donut yeah, like that. Nothing, man. Yeah, well done. Good All right, time. second, uh, you mentioned your Instagram earlier. How can we find you? How can people uh, follow your story? Um, if happen to be driving through Savannah, uh, yeah. how do we how do we f catch up with you? Yeah, so um, right now we're driving everything through our Instagram and Facebook, um, and so that is where people place orders. Um, <clears throat> and uh, we have a website. We're working on it, um, but it's uh, Instagram and Facebook are both Dad's Donut House. Okay, Dad's Donut House. So no apostrophe uh, or with apostrophe. Which you'll type in, and um, yeah, no apostrophe. Okay, no perfect. It's pretty sure but... it was too hard to do, so we, we went without it. Okay, yeah, that works it's easier. That works. Well, Tom, man, it's been great to see you again. Thank you for spending and, this time um, with us. Yeah, thank you for sharing yeah, with us. You. 
we just got to figure out how to support your business weekly. Right. I don't think. How, what's the drive from Indianapolis to Savannah? Because I got little, kids, and I could I could be present with them, but that's a long road right. trip. That's a long time to be present <laughs> in a car. That's right. So, well, thanks a lot, man, for sharing your story. Yes. We really appreciate it. So. Yeah. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> thanks so much for being with us today. Yeah. Well, Jason, that was a great interview. I that was fun. Always enjoy talking to Tom because uh, he just. Um, I think what I really appreciate about him is that he's recognized it's a long, it's a long process. It's a long game for him. Yeah, but he hasn't given up hope. And then there, on top of that, he's been able to bump into some really cool people in the process that have given him great little nuggets to keep him going. Yeah. Well, and I think uh, the key to the long game that I hear in him, and we didn't say it specifically during the um, uh, during the interview, um, is what you measure progress and success by. Right. You right. know that if you're if you're if profitability is your measure of progress, well then why are we why are we doing it? Right. Right. But if you're measuring, you know, being present with dads, you know, be, or being present with your kids and inspiring fatherhood. I mean, talking about being in the hospitals and right. giving away donuts and, you know, just talking to families in that space. That's huge. Right. That's uh, the success and, that makes the long game worth it. You right. Know? And, to, and, and to be able to recognize those gaps, like the, I, like he mentioned that gap that was in the hospital, like mm-hmm. that the dad yeah. doesn't really get a whole lot of a, you know, hey, this right. congratulations. But yeah. I love the fact that he's able to go, hey, not only are we going to bridge that gap, but we want to help them understand of what what blessing that had been poured out on. And I mean, um, because it's just a huge opportunity, a right. huge time right. to recognize that the dad is in a, in a in a crucial seat, right, at that point in their life, right. I mean. And we're not diminishing the role of moms whatsoever. No, heavens no. <laughs> Goodness. No, heavens no. You know, they they do all the work. Um, right. But dad's just, I mean, just be present. You right, know? <laughs> right. And I, so, but I, but it's know, also nice to be able to help them recognize, you know, hey, like you're important. Yeah, you have well. a you, you have critical a role as Critical well. role in this, yeah. And yeah. especially moving forward, right? Right. I mean, so, yeah, mom did all the work to have the baby show up, right? But yeah. at the end of the day, um, it takes mom and dad. Yeah. To- and there's a ton of statistics. We, we should probably look those up. But um, there's a ton of statistics of what um, the father being present in the home life does for the success of not just the family, but the kids and you mm-hmm. know everyone involved. And so, um, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So, right. Yeah. Um, and I, I think we, we can just keep hearing this theme again of what is the you know, what you're doing as your business model is really the vehicle to accomplish something else. Uh huh. And, you know, you know, a love of donuts and a love for fathers. It's just a, <laughs> you know, the making the, you know, developing the donuts and the recipes. That's just kind of the fun part in right. between the two big things, the loves right. and the passions. So that's, and I would have cool. never put those two together. Like, I don't know oh, if yeah. you thought about that, but I don't yeah. know. like the first time we talked to Tom, I was like, you're doing what? Right. And then, and then you just hear his heart and hear his passion and hear about his ins- inspirational things that are going on. And it's just like, oh, I totally see how those go together now. Yeah. But, and it just goes to show you that you never know what kind of business is going to pop up next or 
somebody has some prodding to go do something because of something else and they can connect the two of them. It's, yeah. it's amazing stories like, like Tom's. Right. right. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. So Tom, thanks for sharing your story yep, again. You thanks. guys, thanks for hanging in there. Check um, out the notes because Tom's info will be yeah. in there and we can um, connect you up with some of his yeah. details. And if you're, you know, if you're listening going, man, I'm inspired by the story of, uh, you know, <clears throat> of uh, helping fathers be present with their kiddos. Right. Um, you know, they, they could use the help. I mean, they like sure you said, could. they're not, they're not taking out loans. And uh, so they're taking contributions from the community and, right. um, you know, things and like that. And they're selling so, and trying to make, yeah. to, to help in the process. Yeah. yeah. So, so check them out. Yep. Yeah. Sounds good. You guys, thanks for listening. Give us a like, subscribe, comment, uh, give us a holler. Let us know you're, you're around. And um, thanks for tuning in, leading and serving. Thank you. See you later, Chris. See you.